When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Bleachers and Speakers. I'm your host, June. I got my boy Foss with me. What's up, man? Hey, man. I had to wear my frontline shirt today, man. We're going to we gonna get, get into why, though. We're going to get into why. <laughs> okay, okay. And frontline apparel is the official Foster gear there. And uh, go ahead and plug it, man. You know, I mean, it's, it's our show. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 my clothing brand, uh, you know, very, very fitting with the theme today, you know, with our front line doing what we, what we did this, this weekend. But, um, yeah, man, just, you know, check out uh, Frontline Apparel on uh, on Instagram and uh, hit me up if you need something. So so it's safe to say that our sponsor is Frontline Apparel. Our first sponsor is Frontline Apparel. Get your get your dope urban gear. From Foster, Frontline Apparel, and wow, what a difference a week makes with that line. Like different. It, it do it different. <laughs> do your homework when your front line does its job. Uh Foster, let's talk, let's get right into it and let's jump into this game versus Atlanta. I didn't feel like let me take this back. For me, every game is a must-win game, especially after a loss. Now, it shouldn't be with it being the third game of the season. However, for me, it was a must-win game. I did not want to start the season off one and two. So, is it safe to say, would you get it as a must-win game? I know we talked about it last week. Where we said it's the, the sky's not falling if it happens if we start off one and two, but I feel like must, I feel like must win. I feel like must win is like when you say must win, you mean like panic if we don't win. And I don't necessarily think that it it was a you know for us a, 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 the pessimistic 
fan base that the Lions have and pessimistic fair weather people involved with, with the Lions. Yes, for them, absolutely. Um, but I, I, I mean, I do think that going losing two in a row, losing two in a row at home, that that would have there would have been some red flags uh, given given those circumstances. The only reason I say it's must win because it's two in a row. You can't drop two games in a row in the beginning of the season. You can if you win nine. If you go nine and two at the end of the year, like we did last, you know, we lost a it lot of games in a row last year. Yeah. And we started off one and six. It hit different when you lose all those games. But yeah. we're talking about a, a team with uh, with high hopes, better mm-hmm. expectations than last year. Um, and I have a confession, Foster. What's up? Every time. The last two drafts, I've snarled at the picks. I've been like, no, come on, man. Why'd you go this direction? No, 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 no. Right? This year, the only time I was happy is when Brian Branch got picked in the second round. You called it. That that was a good one. (laughs) I felt like he was the first round talent, and I felt like my original picks were like, uh, that one defensive tackle in Philly, he's okay. He's he's all right. Uh, at number six and number eighteen, you would get like a Joey Porter Jr. or a Brian Branch, and that's what I was thinking uh, as far as uh, the Detroit Lions draft picks. But uh, didn't go that way, and you wind up getting Gibbs, and then you wind up getting was it Laporta first or Branch? It was Branch first, then Laporta. Dan Laporta. I believe Campbell. so. Did Campbell win in the first round, didn't he? It was Campbell. Campbell they, was they the said, they said it was a reach because he because they went in the first and he could have right, won. The right, right. But yeah. whenever I get mad at these picks, they get into the season and go, they get busy. Like I wasn't too proud of I wasn't a big fan of the Sam Laporta. Like, come on, man, we can get a tight end or brown. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. Remember, remember you were carrying on about you don't get tight ends hey, in the hey, first. Hey, hey, you hey, in the hey, second, hey, though. hey. You in the second. I said the first round. You don't yeah. pick a, a tight end in the first round. But that's a – that's – there's an exception to every rule. Kyle Pitts, you will have – you have a remarkable talent at tight end. Kyle who? Kyle who? <laughs> anyway. Anyway. But – you look at the Lions and their first round tight end picks, and it's been like, come on. I mean, am I wrong after we drafted Eric Ebron in the first round to frown at a first round tight end pick? Can, for, that can one. For, for that one, yeah. You you no, you're so, not wrong. So it's like I'm shell shocked. It's not my fault. You draft Eric Ebron and you got that. No, let's let's <laughs> Let's pick up some. <laughs> you can pick up one of those northern, uh, northern Idaho tight ends, <laughs> the big corn fed guys in the fifth round. That's gonna do what you want it needed to do, you know. But I am no longer, and you can mark this now. I'm no longer going to frown up at these draft picks because when I do, they show out and. I, we got some uh, players of the games and 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 offensive grades and stuff that we're going to talk about 
some of these players. I don't want to talk about it right this instant, but Foster, give me your overall game summary um, about yesterday, man. So, yeah, it everything definitely started with the defensive line. We needed more pressure. We needed some sacks. We needed to establish the line of scrimmage the way we did in the first in the first game. And that's exactly what we did. We had seven sacks, we got a couple of sacks from linebackers, uh, mm-hmm. several sacks, obviously, from the defensive line as well. Mm-hmm. And they they handled they, they did what they needed to do. And it was a pretty complete effort despite the fact that we had many, many injuries. One of the injuries that I totally forgot about was Kirby Joseph. Kirby Joseph didn't even play last last year. No, he didn't play. He didn't and, play a snap. Uh, obviously, CJ was already hurt. Houston was hurt. I can't think of anybody else on the defensive side, but that's plenty right there. I mean, CJ. But Foster, I, I told you, when they said Kirby Joseph, when they said CJ was out, it, it was not a good thing, but at the same time, I said, we got Brian Branch and Tracy Walker. We'll be fine. Right. And that was the case. But go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that was pretty much it. But, yeah, if even uh, if, he, if he started the game and, and was not shy and hiding, he was, he was right there. He was, he was front and center. Uh, even, even your boy Joe, uh, Jacobs made some plays. What's his first name? Kerry? Jerry? Jerry we'll Jacobs. Get to, we'll get to him shortly. <laughs> okay, that's we'll the, that's pretty much well, that's the defense. I didn't even talk about the offense. Okay, uh, they did that. I mean, they we didn't have Montgomery, so so Gibbs was was shouldering the uh, you know shouldering the low pause, and uh, and uh, he wasn't as active in the receiving on the, uh, in the receiving game, but but he did. He was he was solid running the ball. I just think that uh, the offensive line needs to get healthy because he really once the once we get back healthy on that on that side of, of things, he's really gonna have some holes to run through because he he's scary. He, he he had a couple that he was about that he almost about broke. I have a question, man, yep. and maybe you can help me. Was Josh Reynolds? And Marvin Jones hanging out together yesterday because I didn't see neither one of them on the field yesterday. I saw I saw Jones blocking. That much I can say. That much I can say. He, he hey man, he's, he's a blocking. wide receiver, man. That's not a stat for a wide receiver. No, the it's center not, block, it's not, bro. It's not. It's not. But it, it can be very important now. It can be it's very important. important. It's important. But but come Reynolds, on. I don't think I even saw Reynolds. I. Was he hurt yesterday? Because I didn't. He, he didn't I, well, have everybody, his number wasn't called. His number wasn't called. It wasn't seen on my end. Maybe he maybe he was out there, but you know, maybe I don't he think was blocking Nah, I would have. I noticed Marvin <laughs> Jones number zero. You, you can't. It's hard to miss number zero out there. But yeah, um, well, just about I, I nobody. That the same number of receptions yeah. he had. Right. Right. I yeah. But that. Well, what's crazy is not. We only had. Gibbs had one. I th- okay, Raymond had some catches. Browns had had some catches, and then Laporta, and that was it. Nobody, nobody else caught the ball. The whole Brown, you said St. Brown, Khalif, yep, Laporta, Laporta, and Gibbs had like one catch, wow. and that was it. It didn't really. He didn't get. Uh, Golf didn't really spread the ball around too much. 
And I saw Green out there. Green was out there. He was blocking too. Uh, and I, yeah, I think Jones is just, you know, he's just. <laughs> I'm sorry, like, Walker, man. He looked like Patrick Beverly the out there. Receiving core and, and, and that's the highlight. Well, they were blocking. I mean, it's yeah. just not. Yeah, you know how Patrick Beverly go out there and and, and don't score no points, oh, no assists. He just I, running I around out there. That's the way. That's the way it felt watching oh, Marvin Jones out there. Timeout, timeout. Cardio, man, cardio. We are Detroit Lions, of course. Uh, 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 first, and we're so representative of the Pistons. You will not bring up Patrick Beverly during this talk unless. For some odd reason, he winds up in Detroit. So let's leave Patrick Beverly out of this. Let's hey, hope not. Let's hope not. <laughs> hey, man, somebody got to hold the clipboard. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> we can get into these uh, offensive grades. So, Foster, how did you grade the offense yesterday? Ooh. Oh, you, you saw my notepad. <laughs> um, yeah. Off- offense, I-, I graded it a B. They, for the mm-hmm. most part, took care of the ball. We scored. I mean, you almost – because offense is different than special teams, right? It depends. Uh, the returns, I consider offense. Okay. But kind of special like, – no, we'll return to special teams, though. That's special. Kicking, well, we can, I guess, we, is special we, teams. We can, I mean, field goal, that's offense. Scoring yeah, points, kinda, yeah. The ability to score points, we're going to consider offense. Well, let's defense do that. Score, defense scores too. Hey man, that's a rare occasion. Safety, safety. That's hey, 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 Foster. Let's not get too technical. <laughs> um, no, it was quite no. Was, returns and put returns is offense. Let's just leave I'm, I'm that. Start, I'm starting to. I almost want to downgrade because if by my theory, you the kicker. So we scored. We 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 scored twenty points, right? For sure. So, golf was the only touchdown. Laporta had a touchdown too. Yeah. So, I can't do the quick math. I think that means that two field goals were made. But, like I said, they he, they took care of the ball. I missed a like field he, goal too. Did we miss one too? I missed. I might have missed that. There was a field goal where he. Uh, I th- no, I don't know if he missed a field goal. Nah, I don't, I might think, missed, I don't think he missed a field goal. I'm thinking about I, another I, game. But I definitely feel like we left we left some food on our plate, and and we let the Falcons hang around in a game that I really feel like they never weren't you know never were in control of. But they were right there up until that last touchdown that I think Golf ran in because I think the Laporta one was first, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, Golf did have a rushing touchdown, which was quite quite remarkable to see, and he was very excited about it. And uh, of course, of course, he threw the bomb to Laporta that looked a whole lot. And I, I can't take credit for it, but somebody on Twitter said that that's the the rookie first touchdown play because Jamison Williams had a very similar play to uh, to that uh, <laughs> by design. Yeah, rookie yeah. six. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> so Goff did have one. He had one series that he overthrew. I, I think he was. He was throwing to somebody behind Laporta, but Laporta was so open, he thought it was to him. So Laporta kind of, I don't know if he tipped it or if he just kind of, um, you know, extended like, like, why isn't the ball coming? You know, why isn't the ball right there? 
But anyway, mm-hmm. that resulted in an incomplete pass. And then on the next play, he just airmailed and threw it straight to somebody. So I think it was Bates got the interception. Mm-hmm. But uh, golf took some hits too. That offensive line. He was under pressure. He was under. Yeah, he pressure. was under pressure. Uh, he took some hits. He had got up gingerly a few times. I was like, okay. But so uh, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the offense actually a hmm, I'm gonna give him a B minus. I don't want to give him a C plus. I feel like that may be a little harsh, mm-hmm. but I feel like uh gotta give some credit to the special teams too, because they kicked some field goals. I gave them a B minus. Um okay. you said B at first, but I gave him a B minus. I did and say a B at first, but I thought that would be and the reason why we'll just give them, we'll just mark it as a B minus. I mean, we're on the same page here. Same page. Same page. Uh, the reason being is because of the interception. It was untimely. Mm-hmm. Um, I was pissed when he threw it. Um, and I felt like the offensive line, we couldn't run the ball like we needed to early. Yeah. And uh, and this. This uh this team we is predicated on the ability to move the ball. The play calling was pretty good, I felt like, but the execution just wasn't there yesterday. Um, the offensive line has to do a better job. I know there's uh second stringers in there, and then I think the tackle, the the right tackle is to the third string, I believe. He got hurt. Yeah, so, he got hurt. Yeah. So I, I I do understand the struggles there. Uh like you like you uh, implicated earlier. Hopefully they get healthier sooner. And Thursday. uh <laughs> we have a game Thursday. So I don't know. Uh you just have to you just have to get better on the offensive line. I thought Jameer Gibbs did a good job in the second half. Uh, I saw opportunities. He he almost broke a couple. He almost broke one where, you know, but you can see the excessiveness with uh with Gibbs. And I I, I got hype uh in the fourth quarter when he was running the ball. So uh just if we can con- if that was like an all all game theme where we're able to run the ball, then you'll see a higher grade. So for that as well, I give it uh, a B minus. So what would you give the offense, Foster? Defense? I mean defense, I'm sorry. So the defense I gave a A minus. Um they held the Falcons to two field goals. I feel like they bailed out the office offense on on several occasions, certainly on the interception that I think gave the gave the Falcons good field position, but they did their job. As many injuries as we had, which we which we talked about, CJ Gardner Johnson, Kirby Joseph, James Houston. Uh, we they they handled their business. They Brian Branch was amazing. Our defensive line had had five sacks. Our linebackers had two sacks. It was a pretty complete effort out of them. You can't really ask for too much more. It's, it's pretty hard to shut a team out. So you, they, two field goals, they uh, they did a pretty good job. And you got to think, you know, the Falcons have some weapons out there. The quarterback is not that great, but B. John Robinson was supposed to run all over us. You know, our, our boy on the round table had it. He, he, he 
He was let certain him tell he, it. let him tell it. Hey, and I'll tell you what, that backup running back was almost scarier. That dude was kind of hard to that dude was kind of hard to bring down. Uh yeah. he ran over Anzalone something bold one time and yeah. uh and gave and gave Branch the business too on that play. Like that dude is pretty tough to take down. Uh, Branch got his lick back on on Bijan though, but uh, but yeah, overall uh, a complete effort. And and yeah, I can't say enough about uh, Brian Branch and some you know some other guys that you know that we'll talk about in a little bit. I definitely graded the defense uh, a high grade with the A minus. The sacks, the pressure. Uh, you held them without a touchdown, and they didn't get that second field goal until the game was pretty much out of hand. In my in my opinion, I knew the game was over when they when they finally kicked that last field goal. Uh, the turnover at the end of the game to to seal it with the uh with the sack and the uh, strip. Oh, Hutch who got, who got who a sack and strip. Okay, was Hutch. Got you. He uh he got a sack forced a fumble and recovered it and then you're kneeling so they ended it with a bang they played consistently the whole game uh seven sacks you said seven or was it five it was seven no five five from the d line two two from the linebackers okay we we don't we, we're gonna leave it at seven i don't care who seven gets sacks. it seven seven sacks seven sacks seven if you blitz with the corner and get to get a sack I, sack yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna be too particular who gives the sack, but oh, yeah. it was it was definitely for a team that only had one sack, uh two sacks. Was it two or one? The first two games. No, they didn't have any sacks in the first game. It was, it, None. It was just it was just that one sack with Anzalone. For that a team that had game, one right? sack, yeah. A team that had one sack in two games, and you get seven, you're gonna get a lot of praise from me. From a defense, I mean, anytime you get seven sacks in a game, you're doing something. And that defense played. Uh, the defense played pretty well. Uh, there was. <laughs> I want to point nobody out, but we got to get better in, in in coverage, though. We have to get better in coverage. But before we talk about the coaches' grade, we're gonna take. A, we got to pay some bills, man. <laughs> So, bills have been paid. <laughs> and Foster, what we have is the coach's grade. Now, remember, last week we were we were a little we were a little rough on the coaches. Was this a, a, a redemption game for the coaches as far as grade wise? Uh, I know uh, uh, Aaron Glenn has probably slept a little bit better last night. But uh, I'll let you let you talk and 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 talk about the grade there. Yeah, I, I gave the coaches an A minus. They they made the adjustments that we emphasized heavily that they needed to make. We everybody everybody jumped on Aaron Glenn's back and was ready to call for his job after the last week, and he he jumped. He he bounced back. He probably speaking of sleep. I don't think he got any. He, he probably got a little wink. Yesterday, because he got he's got a short week before Thursday, but 
Um, yeah, ain't no way he slept much in between uh, in between last Sunday and 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 this in this past Sunday. Um, but yeah, overall, despite despite the injuries that we had, um, they were able to make those adjustments with some back, you know, some backup, you know, defensive guys. And we got to the quarterback, which was so important for us to do. And Dan Campbell, as opposed to going for it, well, yeah, supposed for going for a couple of those, a couple of those plays where uh, we might have left three three points on the field. He he just kicked the field goal. Kicker did his job, made the field goal, and and he and he punted. He punted. He punted. And we have one of the best. Well, kids. We have, you we know have one of the best punters in the game. We we can't. Uh, act like he's some bum out there. He, he's a pretty good punter. So he flipped the field a couple times. And before I, I want to interject, when you and I had to think about it when 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 the coach makes a decision to go for it or to play, a lot of it weighs upon how well your defense is playing. So yeah. I kind of understood it better after you know a few days after the loss because that kind of dictates whether. That should dictate whether you're going to go for something and leave it to you or in your defense hands or uh, punt it away and let your, you know, you've been playing great defense or your defense is on today. You can, with a punter like you, like you have that flips the field, you know, or capable of flipping the field or, you know, just pinning them back, kicking it through the end zone if you got to. But, it just depends on how well your defense is playing. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but oh no, you're good. But it, yeah, it still comes back down to the the coaching, and and that 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 plays into how well you know if your defense is playing well or not. Sometimes it's, it's how well you coach them up as well. So it's a it's a domino effect. Okay, so with that being said, have our players of the game, and. Let's start with the offensive player of the game. Who you who who you got, Foster? On the offensive side, I got Sam Laporta. He uh, scored the lone uh, receiving touchdown. I, I want to say he had like he had like eighty yards, like sixty to eighty yards of, of receiving, mm-hmm. uh, and he broke some. He broke a couple long, a couple, a couple long uh, catches, and uh, you know, shout outs to him. He got his, his first career touchdown. Which is exciting, and yeah, it's not too much to say about it. He, he looked, he looked good. He was, he's the only tight end that that got a catch. So I, he must have got a whole bunch of snaps. I would assume. He definitely looked the part, and when you have a tight end uh, <clears throat> that's that's getting those catches early, because he he was involved early, uh, he was involved early. It does so much for your for your for your wideouts. Do you you know? When you're worried about that that tight end over the middle running up the seam, you know you can't you 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 gotta you gotta have a safety you know watching because a linebacker can't always do it. Uh, you have to have your safety, and that takes away a double team. And then if you're running a a three wide receiver set with a uh, with with a uh, tight end, you know what I'm saying it does so much when you have to account for all those. You're gonna get one on one coverage, and that's that's what. The, that's what it's all about, matchups. So, me myself personally, I uh, my player of the game was Sam Laporta. You could have, uh, I guess, it was kind of obvious. Kind of, you know, you could, 
you can make a case for Gibbs, but he didn't score a touchdown. You can make Brown a case for Brown. He had some key catches. Yeah. But uh Laporter gets my uh my vote as well. Um so with that being said, defensive player of the uh player of the week, Foster. So defensive player of the game, I went with Hutch. Um, I really wanted to give it to Brian Branch because he had a really, really good game. But uh, just the way that Hutch sets the tone, I mean, no matter what, sometimes, because I feel like early in the game, I, I was like, I feel like Hutch is out there by himself sometimes on that defensive line. Like if no, like if nobody else is getting pressure, Hutch is getting the pressure. So his, his teammates definitely picked up behind him and uh, you know, picked up the slack a little bit. But yeah, Hutch had two sacks. He had the strip, the, the the strip sack at the end of the game, and just more than anything, the impact that he, just the way he led the rest of the defensive line to to follow suit because Bugs was doing his thing. Charles Harris had a sack, and mm-hmm. um, a multitude of other dudes had sacks. So it was a it was a group effort, but it was it was head it was led by Hutch and he was the high, he was actually the highest scoring the highest had the highest grade um amongst all defenders so um it was kind of a uh, I won't say it was a no-brainer but it's he made a good it's case it's not for a no-brainer because of how good Brian Branch played for sure for sure so it it was like for me I picked originally Brian Branch yeah and uh I'm not mad at you for picking Hutch. Like, you know, the one thing I, I, I love about Hutch, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, is like he gets double teamed, he gets held, uh, but you see the same effort every snap. Uh, even if he doesn't get to the quarterback, even if he, does, he doesn't get discouraged, he's, he's giving that effort every snap, every pass, rush. He's trying, I mean, He's spinning. He's doing swim moves. <laughs> he's bull rushing. He's doing it all. So, and then uh, they didn't have to move him around as much this game for him to get the pressure he was getting. So, you got. I don't. I'm not mad at you for giving it to her. I would have. I would have. My vote went to Brian Branch, but this week's player of the uh, week, we'll we'll give it to Hutch, man. I mean, not give. He earned it. So. We'll uh we'll leave it at that. So this is a segment where I take a step back and I let Foster do his thing because he does such a marvelous job with it. This is our featured player of the week where Foster picks out a, just a random player and he not necessarily had to do anything good or bad, just, just where we feature a, a Detroit Lion for the week. So we want to get to know our team and we want our audience to know the team Foster, without further ado, I'll let you uh, do your thing and introduce to the people the player of the week. I mean, featured player of the week. My fault. All right. So the featured player of this week is Derek Barnes, uh, who is the Lions run stop specialist. Um, he's actually our the first the first two games of the year. He was our highest graded defensive player. Um, he's in his third year out of Purdue. Uh, where he played inside and outside linebacker. Uh, so this is his third year. And uh, despite the fact that he struggled his first two years, 
He uh, broke out with a great camp, um, and it seemed like he had a chip on his shoulder. Obviously, the Lions uh, drafted in the uh, in the first round uh, Jack Campbell, who was somebody that was uh, likely going to take a lot of snaps away from Derek Barnes. Uh, his his rookie year, he played 17 games and started six of them, and then his second year, he uh, played in 15 games and started and started four. Um, the Lions are currently ranked uh, six in in run in run in defensive run, defenses against the rush, um, and Derek Barnes has definitely been a, a major part of that. He's the um, highest graded defender, and um, he's been putting in some work. Uh, thus far, he's got uh, one sack, which he which he actually picked up last week. And he has uh, 16 total tackles. And this is uh, what he's doing, basically splitting time with Jack Campbell along with Malcolm Rodriguez. So uh, pretty good production. He's on pace for a great year. And uh, despite the fact that the Lions have a lot of injuries all over, not so much in the linebacking core, but in the defensive line and as well as the secondary, he's uh, holding, he's one of our most important guys right now. And, uh, right right now, overall, we're ranked 17th, which is kind of middle of the pack. But um, he's, he's making it happen despite all the injuries that we're having. Um, outside of that, yeah, he had a he had a pretty good game. Last, he had a pretty good game last week. Uh, picked up a sack because that's not really his. Uh, it's not really his forte out of that out of that weak side linebacker uh, position. But he's showing a lot of vers- versatility right now and. Even though he had a first, he had a rough couple for couple first couple years where he was asked to play quite a bit. He uh, definitely came into this year with a chip on his shoulder, ready to show that he's going to be a part of the reason that the Lions improve and from where they've been in the last couple years. So that is our featured player this week, Derek Barnes. Give him a good Lions roar. Yo, Foss, we had a couple questions while we uh, that I didn't notice, man. And my boy Sellis, and I appreciate you for being here and uh, checking this out. I'm gonna throw up on the screen there, and I have my uh, my answer, but I'll let you tackle this question. Sellis, we know do the Lions have an upper echelon receiving core? I say that it's very. I, well, for one, I'll say it depends on if you're referring if if we're counting Jamison Williams because I think that that I think that that helps. I mean, I think that that would help our case to be considered upper echelon. As far as I'm concerned, it's kind of middle of the pack, middle of the pack. Josh Josh Reynolds helped make our case, though. You know, we all know what Amon Ross St. Brown does, but Josh Reynolds. The last few games, not counting, not counting this last game, uh, Josh Reynolds has definitely helped, uh, you know, shoulder, you know, shoulder the load. Um, Marvin Jones has been very quiet and uh, we, we have a damn good tight end who who doesn't factor into that receiving core. So and neither and neither do our running back. So I would say middle I would say middle of the pack. And you also can't sleep on Khalif Raymond. Khalif Raymond is our deep threat, and and I think golf missed him on one. Didn't it? did you? Do you remember? Do you recall that? Yeah, he missed him. 
Yeah, golf missed him on a bomb that I think would have mm-hmm. been a touchdown, but it was like 40, 50 yards. So um, yeah. can't sleep on, on Khalif Raymond at all. So with that, he's 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 counting the tight ends as a uh, uh, Laporta as a uh, as a part of. The oh, you count Laporta? Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, I mean tight ends Laporta, are receivers. So. Yeah, yeah, tight. Yeah, yeah. Laporta is. Yeah, Laporta looked real good. Um, he definitely yeah. look. He, he's definitely coming into his own. So that that helps the cause. That helps the cause too. Well, I think they have a solid. Uh, wide receiving core, even if you add Jamison Williams, because he hasn't put in, up any uh, real stats yet. He has a lot to lot to show first. I mean, we know he's fast. We know he can make plays. Uh, he's had uh, one catch, uh, period. So, for, <laughs> uh, I mean, in, you know, regular season. And we do have a very good receiver in, in St. Brown, but he is more like the slot, um, not sliding the slot at all, but uh, in order for him to be, uh, to have a whole core, we need a couple of people on the outside that can put up those numbers. Josh Reynolds has been a very, has been very serviceable. Uh, I also think with the addition of Laporta, the receiving core is better, but if you add JMO and he starts to put in numbers, I think you would have to add Jamison William, uh, JMO, to, and he actually has to produce. And you would have to, Josh Reynolds would have to step it up a little bit or add another receiver. Or Khalif Raymond actually has to put, I, they have to do a little bit more to be considered that. Right? Not right now. They have a very uh, solid wide receiving core, but. Uh, it's not upper echelon by no means, in my opinion. No. Very good one, though. It's a good one, though. It, it, it'll work. It, it, it'll do what we need it to do. I mean, uh, yeah, you can say that. So uh, that does it for week three, week four. Hmm. And it's a quick turnaround. Thursday night. We getting, we're going to Lambo, right? Correct. Going to Lambeau Thursday. Foster, Dave, Green Bay hasn't – they haven't looked bad. They've been pretty good. They lost to they the lost, Falcons, though. They lost to the Falcons, but that was a close game. So, I thought they would be horrible, <laughs> to be honest. No no, no, no Aaron Rodgers, and I just thought they were, weren't going to be very good. But – uh. With uh, before the Aaron Jones uh, injury, and with that defense, I figured they uh, they were leaning on those those factors and were doing pretty good. Are you uh, concerned about this game from a win loss perspective, not a season perspective, but for win loss perspective? No, I'm pretty comfortable going into this game. Um, we beat we beat them last year in the last game of the year where they needed. It. It was a game that they put all the chips on the table for that game. And when it came down to it in, in Lambeau in January, so we're talking about this is that's pretty that's pretty hostile and it's it's probably snowing, you know, like if this was this was designed for the for the Packers to get the job done. And we we got them up out of there. So uh insert this year, they you know don't have the same receivers they had last year. Um and 
they don't have Aaron Rodgers. They got Jordan Love, who's who's been uh, relatively. He's a professional he's a, NFL player. He's a professional. <laughs> um, okay, okay. He, Let's give some context to that because yeah, we have a panel every Wednesday with uh, North uh, North uh, North Division uh, representatives. Well, we have a show every Wednesday, and there's a there's a guy from the Bears, there's a guy from <laughs> the poor Bears, there's a guy from the Vikings, and we have this Green Bay guy, and he stresses that their quarterback is a professional quarterback. He's a real quarterback. Golf, they we in his words. We should have drafted a quarterback because we don't have one. Golf's not it. But Love is the ultimate professional quarterback, and he had the highest quarterback rating in game. Was it game one? And we won, threw yeah. for 11, 11 for 25. But anyway, oh uh, <laughs> he, was look, he, was looking, uh, he was looking at the wrong stat, that, that QB rating that he thought that – he had wasn't it, but uh, I I'm not worried about love right now, uh, Foster. I, I mean, sell sellers. I I hear you. I hear you. Uh, but love has a lot to prove me to, for for me to say he's going to be like Rogers. Uh, Rogers came came in and was like good you know, right after yeah. right right after far. Uh, so it was like, I don't know, man. I, I, I worry about this game because it's in Lambeau. Uh, it's quick turnaround. Our offensive line is depleted. I just, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's one of those games where we're going to have to gut it out. Um, well, we're going to have to like. Go ahead, Infer. Sorry. I was just going to say, the one thing I like is the fact that he, we sat a couple guys last week that, that I feel like if, it, if it, the season was on the line, they would have played. Um, I think that he, they knew that we had a short turnaround after Sunday and that we, we might as well load up for the more important game when it's all said and done. Divisional, on the road. I feel like Montgomery could have fought – through and played. I feel like Kirby Joseph would have played. I feel like a couple of those dudes are going to play in this next game. Um, okay. All right. I mean, All I right. take your word for it, Sellers. I mean, you yeah. know what you're talking about. Huh? He, we'll see, he, though. Yeah, his, his, his throwing percentage hasn't been very good. He was 22 or 24, last 50%, like almost under 50%, which is kind of crazy, especially we're used to golf. Golf only has – couple incompletions for the entire game like when he and when he does miss on something we're like whoa like what what is golf doing and i can't imagine what it would <laughs> look like him. Misses, he, he's hit a, a a defender in stride he so tends yeah to do that. Uh, that, that's how accurate he is if it's not <laughs> if it's not hitting our guys it's hitting their guys square in the hands i don't know what we're in the numbers like whoa yeah, yeah it's like they whoa. have room to run and everything they be wide yeah. open yeah but um so. Yeah, I did. Love, I don't know. He, like I said, he he's he's definitely thrown some touchdowns, which has helped his which has helped his uh his argument, I guess. But um 
just when you look at the when you look at the passing percentages, and I haven't seen too many of their games, but they've been horrible. They've been horrible. Yeah, I've, I've watched all fifty percent. Like I paid yeah. attention to his uh to to his stats every game because of the the affiliate Green Bay we we deal with, and I pay attention. But one thing he does, he throws a lot of touchdown passes. He does do that. I think he had six the first two games, uh, and I think he had a couple this last game in a comeback win. So, yeah, they were uh, down. They were down. Yeah, they, they were down. They were down. They took advantage of uh, Derek Carr going out, and uh, they were down in the fourth quarter, and they scored two touchdowns, and and they got back in it. They won the game. They won the game. So, uh. This is a game where I don't like Lambo. Don't like Lambo. But with that being said, Foster, I'm putting it all on you this weekend, this week, as I usually do for your prediction for the game. Who what's the score? Who do you predict winning? I need to know all of that. And it's all on you. I'm not giving a prediction. It's you. So I can okay. have somebody to blame. If we lose, okay. So, um, well, the the one thing that I didn't discuss yet is the fact that the Green Bay Packers have the sixth worst, the sixth worst defense against the run. I think that. So you've done you, you 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 did your homework. I did my homework. They their secondary does grade out pretty good uh, because overall they 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 are they are sixteenth overall, which has been with the Packers. Alexander, we are, but Alexander's a beast. Yes, yes, yes. So He's a for them to be the sixth worst against the rush, rush they got to be they got to be pretty pretty good against the pass. Um, but I think that that's something that we can exploit as far as their offense. They're not. It doesn't scare me. I don't know. Jordan Love is just it's just okay for the time being. Obviously, he's you know he's, he's young. He's only started a few games thus far, um, but it it just doesn't scare me. Um, I don't think that their weapons on offense really scare me. Uh, I think their best receiver is um, – He's out. He's out, right? The, the top Watson? receiver last week was uh, – right. Um, it's Romeo Dubs. Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed went to state. I know that. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't even recognize <laughs> these guys on – I don't even recognize these guys on, on the receiving course. So, um so yeah, I got the Lions. I think I think this game this game might actually not. Hmm. And, and I with, think I think, like I think we're going to be much healthier this week. I think Montgomery's going to play. I think Reynolds is going to appear. Is going to be more present this week. Um, I got I got the Lions thirty one seventeen in Lambo. Thirty one. I'm gonna put some points up. I'm gonna put some points up. Whoa, Foss. That, ru- that rush, that, that that rush defense is is just glaring to me. Six six worse against the run. Uh, I mean, you got, got wide outs. Hey, we got we got running got, backs too. Uh, running backs too. Hey, hey, sellers, quit playing with oh. that, man. Don't don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> don't do this, bro. Yeah, I, I don't. No, no, no. We're not. <laughs> Don't you bring those picks towards golf. Sellers, that's 2410, you you say? 2410, who? 
He got to be talking Lions. There's no way. Ain't no telling with Seller. Seller said we were going to start off one and two. And I was nervous after they dropped their second game. I'm like, doggone. Wasn't right, wasn't he? He was, he had me thinking like, oh my gosh, one and two. Okay, he picked the Lions. He picked the Lions. Okay. He picked the Lions. Well, middle of the pack. Week, <laughs> yeah, middle of the, middle of the pack. Yeah, that's crazy. But it's time for me to step up. And this week, Foster, I'm not going to leave you hanging. Oh, and so this one you want to – now you feel confident enough to say I feel confident with the with my pick and who I think is going to win. So going into this game after some thought, I'm going to predict that the Lions will go 